Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Smallfoot in today's statistics episode. We read the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we name every star. We know where we are. We know who we are, who we are. Smallfoot came out a week ago. It is a new animated movie that, I don't know, it's been, I've seen the advertising for it for quite a few months at this point, uh, and it wasn't, as even as someone who really enjoys animated movies, I wasn't really looking forward to it. Uh, I didn't know until very recently before I went and saw it that it was also a musical, um, but that was, I don't know, that didn't really make it that much better for me. So, ultimately, the movie was kind of bleh, kind of meh. Uh, It had a couple of moments that I I thought were fun, and uh, some of the voice acting was good, but overall, it just kind of left me feeling very meh about the whole movie. Um, So, the statistics, there aren't a ton of statistics for Smallfoot, not as many as I expected there to be, um, given that it's an animated movie, but... Uh, so, so to kind of flesh out this episode a little bit, there will be sprinklings of review elements throughout the episode as we move through the things, all the things. So, let's um, let's see what those things are. Smallfoot. I saw it September twenty seventh, two thousand eighteen. So over a week ago, pretty far behind. Got to catch up and do all the reviews and things like that. Uh, clocked it about ninety three minutes. Uh, so it's a short movie. Your kids will find it humorous and funny. From 2018, my brief summary, Yeti Discover Human Beings. Fairly straightforward. It has a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I gave it a 44. So that puts it right about where Pacific Rim Uprising is this year. Great company, isn't it? Um, let's see. Moving on to the directors, two directors for Smallfoot. In just a moment. Here we go. Yes. All right. First up is Kerry Kirkpatrick. Uh, This is the second film of his I've seen. Uh, drops his average film rating to a 56 even. It is his only film rated between 25 and 49. Uh, Drops his value to negative 0.5 and is scored to 27.05. And uh, it is his second best film overall. And that's Smallfoot Behind Over the Hedge. Uh, I liked Over Over the Hedge. Haven't seen it in, in a long time though. So I don't know if it really holds up. But Smallfoot is worse. Uh, it puts him 988th overall which is tied with a couple of other people, including, who do we got? Anybody I recognize here? Joe Lynch, who directed Mayhem, uh, which I really, which I liked a lot. Uh, James Wan, director of Furious 7 and The Conjuring and Insidious. Um, (laughs) Sean Levy, director of Date Night, Real Steel. A lot of things. Uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, Night at the Museum, The Internship, uh, Big Fat Liar. 
puts Kerry Kirkpatrick one spot behind George Powell, uh, short film director, and one spot ahead of Donald Petrie, who directed Mystic Pizza, Grumpy Old Men, and Welcome to Mooseport. Uh, the other director on Smallfoot is Jason Reisig. I think I'm saying that right. This is his only film. Average film rating of 44. One film rate between 25 and 49. Only film. Um, a value of negative 1. And a score of 13.67. Uh, he's ranked 2,405th overall. Tied with everyone else whose only film they directed is rated a 44. Including... Uh, da, 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 da. The directors of Solitary Man, directors of Palo Alto, Gia Coppola, uh, director Stephen S. DeKnight, Pacific Rim, uh, director Tommy Workola, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, Tisk Tisk, uh, director uh, Ted Post, director of Beneath the Planet of the Apes, or Des McAnuff. Director of The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. So, great company. Uh, one spot behind Yoshimitsu Bano, director of Godzilla vs. Hedera, and uh, as well as uh, a couple other people, but we'll limit it to Randall Wallace, director of Secretariat. And Jason Reisick is one spot ahead of Stephen Miner, Steve Miner, who directed... Halloween, age 20, 20 years later, Forever Young, and Lake Placid. Moving on to the writing portion of things. A lot of writers on the film, and it shows because the film is a little jumbled and felt very punched up for comedy that didn't always land. Starting out with also the director, Kerry Kirkpatrick. This is his ninth film credit that I've seen that he's written. Drops his average film rating to a 54.78. It is his third film, rated between 25 and 49, and sixth best movie overall. Coming in behind The Spiderwick Chronicles, and ahead of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, he has a value of negative 5, a score of 44.32, and is ranked 461st overall. One spot behind Jim Abrahams, who wrote... The Naked Gun, from the Files of Police Squad, Hot Shots, Airplane, and Scary Movie 4, he has credits on. Uh, Charles Shire, from The Parent Trap, Smokey and the Bandit, Father of the Bride. Walter Hill, with The Driver, The Warriors, Streets of Fire, and as well as Mark Kennedy, writer for Tarzan and Hercules. And Home on the Range. Kerry Kirkpatrick is one spot ahead of Kelly Reichardt. For Wendy and Lucy, Night Moves, and Certain Women, um, as well as uh, Sebastian Lelio, who directed, who wrote a Fantastic Woman, last year's foreign or this year this past year's foreign language Oscar winner, and Gloria, among others. But there are a lot more. So we also have Sergio Pablos, who actually wrote the book Smallfoot is based on. This is the second film uh, writing credit I've seen from him. It drops his average film rating to a 65. Even it is only film rated between 25 and 49 and worst film overall, coming in behind Despicable Me. He has a value of 0.5, a score of 33 even, and is ranked 1,087th overall. Tied with... Uh, Azazel Jacobs, who wrote The Lovers and Terry, uh, Bonnie and Terry Turner, 
who are writing have writing credits for Tommy Boy and Wayne's World. Uh, Pablo's is one spot behind, or is he? Yeah, one spot behind. Era Levin, who wrote Rosemary's Baby, The Boys from Brazil, and The Stepford Wives, as well as Steve Purcell, who has writing credits on Brave and a couple of Pixar short films. Then he is, where is he? Sergio Pablos is one spot ahead of Marty Noxon, who wrote Fright Night, To the Bone, and I Am Number Four. Next up is John Requa. This is his third film credit. Drops his average film rating to a 54. Even is his only film rated between 25 and 49. And worst film overall. Coming in behind Bad Santa. Bad Santa. He has a value of negative 0.5. He has a score of 31.9. And is ranked 1,334th overall. Tied with Erica Rivenoja. Who wrote Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Trolls. And Girls Trip. Uh, Requa is one spot behind John Gattins, who wrote Flight, Oscar nominee for Flight, uh, wrote Kong Skull Island, Power Rangers, the new Power Rangers movie, Need for Speed, and Summer Catch. Requa is one spot ahead of Dan Motzer, who is an Oscar nominated writer for Borat, colon, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation Kazakhstan, Bridget Jones's Baby, I Give It a Year. Office Christmas Party, Escape from Planet Earth, etc., etc. Dick Kinney, Chippendale, short film writer, are both below John Requa. Further down the list is Glenn Ficarra. This is his second film credit and drops his average film rating to a 54 even. It uh, It is his only film rated between 24 and 49. Uh, It is and his worst film overall. Uh, coming in, oh, wait a second. There is a technical error. So Glenn Ficarra is a writing partner of, if it'll load, yes, here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Writing partner of John Requa. So just all the thing, all the things I said, all the same things. Moving on, uh, Claire Sarah, also a writing credit. This is her second film credit. Drops her av- uh, increases her average film rating to a 28 even. It is her only film rated between 25 and 49 in best film. Coming in ahead of Blended. Uh, drops her fal- film value to a negative 3, but increases her score to an 11. Ranking her 5,498th overall. Tied with a ton of other people. Uh, anyone who's... Only film they wrote was rated a 36, so people that wrote Snowball Express, uh, Sierra Burgess is a Loser, The Money Pit, The Yellow Birds, Molly Moon and the Incredible Book of Hypnotism, Thanks for Sharing, The Phone Call, Maps to the Stars, Like Sunday Like Rain, Julie Julie and Julia, Deep Blue Sea, Blood Ties, etc. One spot behind David Dobkin, who wrote The Judge, Jack the Giant Slayer, and King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, one spot ahead of Ben Hardaway, who wrote sh- short films, including Musical Moments from Chopin, Wet Blanket Policy, and The Poet and Peasant. Those are all the writers. And now, uh, the most important part, the actors. 
right? Maybe. Starting out with Common. Common, who voices, I should probably have this up. Common is the voice of the Stonekeeper. The Stonekeeper, uh, who kind of is the mystical leader of the Yeti village. Uh, this is his 16th film credit, drops his average film rating to a 55.56. It is his seventh film, rated between 25 and 49, and 12th best movie overall, coming in behind Smoke and Aces and ahead of his role as himself in Entourage, the movie. He has a value of negative 0.5 and a score of 48.89, ranking him 1,464th overall, one spot behind Patrick McGee, who was in Chariots of Fire, Barry Lyndon and A Clockwork Orange, one spot ahead of Stacy Martin, who was in Nymphomaniac Volumes 1 and 2, uh, Tale of Tales, All the Money in the World, and High Rise. Uh, uh, Common was good. I liked Common. He had, um, he got a song, sort of like a, a rap, not a rap, but, you know, more like what Common does when he raps, which is kind of slower paced, slow beat. Uh, his song was good. It, the The music part of it was fine, but I thought the lyrics of it were quite strong. It just it just felt weird coming from a giant yeti to be like rapping. I don't know. It's very strange. Moving further down is Danny DeVito, who voices Dorgal. His character's name is Dorgal. I don't know if we ever hear that, but uh, he plays uh, the father of. Uh, Migo, who is Channing Tatum's character. Uh, so he, this is his 28th film credit, drops his average film rating to a 55.96. It is his sixth film, rated between 25 and 49, and 19th best movie overall. Coming in behind another voice role he did for The Lorax, and ahead of Solitary Man. Uh, he has a value of negative 3.5 and a score of 48.7. Three, ranking him 1,478th overall. One spot behind Fran Kranz from Cabin in the Woods and Matchstick Men and the uh, uh, Joss Whedon version of Much Ado About Nothing, as well as Yoshio Inaba, who was in Seven Samurai and Harakiri. DeVito was one spot ahead of Karen Sony, who was in the Deadpool movies, as well as the new Ghostbusters and Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, so so the, the idea behind Danny DeVito is that the Channing Tatum character... So Danny DeVito's job is that he rings a gong with his head, for some reason, being shot out of a slingshot. So he's super short because all these years of doing that sort of thing will collapse your entire body and somehow you're still alive so moving forward um take a huge jump now down to james corden james corden voice is percy the human character the human element of the film uh who i i didn't like his voice acting i think he was much better as peter rabbit this is his 15th film credit. Increases his average film rating to a 42.6. It is his third film, rated between 25 and 49, and eighth best movie overall. Coming behind his another voice role he did in Trolls, and ahead of another movie from this year, Ocean's 8. 
Uh, he has a value of negative 7.5, a score of 30.09, and is ranked 3,712th. One spot behind Tim Meadows from a lot of Adam Sandler movies, uh, but also Mean Girls, very important. And one spot ahead of Ben Falcone, who was in Enough Said, Bridesmaids, Bad Words, and Spy, among others. Yeah, the human element, I don't know. James Corden, he just, you can't separate James Corden and his voice. And that hurts when you're trying to do voice work. Because then you're not thinking of the character, you're thinking of the human being behind the voice. Moving forward, we have um, future star of the second Space Jam movie, LeBron James. Uh, This is his second film credit, drops his average film rating to a 59.5. It is his only film, rated between 25 and 49, and worst film to date, uh, behind his role as himself in Trainwreck, which he was okay in. Uh, and he was fine here. Uh, they didn't give him a lot of uh, a lot of space to to really do anything, um, and because of that, it kind of felt like he was just reading off of a piece of paper in front of him. Uh, so he drops his value to a zero, his score to a twenty nine point seven five, and is ranked three thousand seven hundred and fortieth overall. One spot behind Sally Phillips who was in Bridget Jones's Baby, Bridget Jones's Diary, uh, and The Decoy Bride. She had a voice role in Ferdinand last year. And that puts James one spot ahead of Usher, who had a, who did his own who had a role as himself in Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping, but was also in She's All That, The Faculty, and Muppets Most Wanted among other things. So, moving on to the next person, we have Gina Rodriguez, uh, who was in Annihilation earlier this year, which was a good movie, uh, whereas Smallfoot uh, is her sixth film credit and actually keeps her average film rating the exact same at 44 even. It is her third film rated between 25 and 49. It is her third best movie overall, coming in behind Deepwater Horizon and ahead of her voice role in Ferdinand. She has a value of negative 3.5 and a score of 29.5, ranking her 3,760th overall. Tied with a bunch of people, one spot behind Arnold Vosloo, who was in The Mummy and Blood Diamond, and one spot ahead of John Glazer, who was in Trainwreck, The Rocker, School for Scoundrels, Search Party, and The Dictator. And Gina Rodriguez played Kolka, who is the uh, second named female character in the movie. Yeah. Only two. two. Mm. Unfortunate. But uh, the other female character of the movie is played by Zendaya. She plays Michi, who is... Not only the pseudo-love interest to Migo, she is also the daughter of Commons Stonekeeper, and she is the head of the uh, Smallfoot Discovery Society. I forget the actual title for it. But she is basically what you would call a conspiracy theorist, except she was right. 
Uh, this is her fourth film credit. Increases her average film rating to a 43.5. Uh, she has. It is her only film rated between 25 and 49, and third best movie overall, coming in behind The Greatest Showman and ahead of her other voice role in Duck, Duck, Goose. She has a value of negative 2, a score of 27 even, and is ranked 3,966th overall. Tied with a bunch of people, one spot behind Alan Ruck from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yes, and Speed. One spot ahead of John Amos, who's in Coming to America, Die Hard 2, and The Beastmaster. And Zendaya was good. Um, you know, she, of all the people in this movie, probably the best voice. So that helps in a musical. Uh, and yet, of course, they give Channing Tatum most of the songs. But that's, uh, that is what it is. Um, hmm. One second here. And okay. Moving on. We have Sarah Baker. Sarah Baker is a, the voice of Susie's mom. And Susie doesn't even have a voice actor here. So I don't know who that is, but she was in the movie. This is her eighth film credit, increases her average film rating to a 39 even. It is her third film, rated between 25 and 49, and fifth best movie overall. Coming in behind the campaign and ahead of The Last Word. She has a value of negative 6.5, a score of 24.7, and is ranked 4,152 overall, tied with Suicide Squad's Joel Kinnaman, who is also in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, uh, she is one spot behind George Newbern from Father of the Bride, and one spot ahead of Christopher Hivju from Force Majeure, The Fate of the Furious, and After Earth. He's the uh, uh, he's the guy from Game of Thrones, uh, the the wildling, the big um, ginger wildling. Sarah Baker. Dun, dun, dun. Below that, we go to Patricia Heaton, who played the voice role of Mama Bear, uh, which I liked. I thought that was fun. Uh, Mama Bear, Patricia Heaton, this is her third film credit, increases her average rating to a 26 even. It is her second film, rated between 25 and 49, and best movie so far, coming in ahead of Beethoven. She has a value of negative 4, a score of 11.6, and is ranked 4,677th overall. One spot behind James Vanderbeek from Scary Movie and Jay and the Silent and, John, and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. One spot ahead of Fawn A. Chambers from The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, and 9/11. Yes, Patricia Heaton. Um, yeah, and that just leaves our star of the movie. And that is Channing Tatum. Uh, this is his 35th film credit. Drops his average film rating to a 57.6. It is his 7th film, rated between 25 and 49. And 26th film, best film overall. Coming in behind Haywire and ahead of The Eagle. He has a value of 4.5, a score of 58.99, and he's ranked 555th overall. So he is fairly high. Uh, he is just behind Struther Martin, Michael Moore, and Lam Tzu Chung, 
who are all tied above him. And he's one spot above Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall, who was in Please Give, The Prestige, Frost slash Nixon, The Town, Professor Marston, and The Wonder Woman, Starter for Ten, Everything Must Go, Iron Man 3, etc. Channing Tatum. So he played Migo in the movie. Uh, and he was he was good. Uh, he sang better than I expected, but you know he is still not a professional singer, and it shows. Genre, Smallfoot, rating forty four, year two thousand eighteen. It is an adventure film, dropping the average rating of those to fifty one point one four. It is animated, dropping the average rating of those to fifty one point eight two. It is a comedy. Dropping that to 52.24. It is a fantasy movie. Dropping that to 51.88. It is a musical. Dropping that to 55.37. So adventure, animation, comedy, fantasy, musical. It passes the Bechdel test by the skin of its teeth. And is a PG rated movie. So the average Bechdel rating now is 1.42. It does not factor into any top movie lists. It is not necessarily ever going to be nominated for an Academy Award unless it gets the Boss Baby slot from last year. So I guess there's still hope, but hopefully not. It does not factor into the Circle of Film Awards at this present time. But as far as the year is concerned, it is one of the 192 films that I've seen released in 2018. It is one of the 1,517 films that I have seen in the year of 2018. It increases the average film rating of 2018 films to 41.11. It increases their tomato meters to 57.14. It is the 33rd adventure film, 15th animated film, 67th comedy, 24th fantasy, and 11th musical that I have seen released in 2018. As a quote-unquote bad film, it is the 115th of those I've seen, dropping the ratio of good to bad films to 0.43. As a 3 on the Bechdel test, it is part of the 57.29% of films from 2018 that have a 3 there. Still the highest number of note in that category. And as a PG film, it is the 23rd PG film that I've seen from 2018. And currently, the 479th PG film that I've seen overall. So, there is that. And finally, as a film that I rated 44, it is one of the 74 films that have gotten a 44 rating from me in all of history. Uh, I mentioned Pacific Rim Uprising. If we go back to 2017, uh, you can add films such as The Wall, Annabelle Creation, Wonderstruck, Dark River, All the Money in the World, and Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. And if you go back to 2016, you can also include Brimstone, A Hologram for the King, and Lightning Face. Lightning Face, which stars uh, Oscar Isaac, as it turns out. So, uh, that's about it for Smallfoot. It is a pretty average movie with a couple of interesting things and mostly mehness to go around. I think there are a lot of better things out there you can watch. Um, so do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm. Don't. I don't know if there'll be a sequel. 
I don't know if it made enough money for that, but I don't know what it would even be about, to be honest. Uh, so hopefully there isn't, because I think there are much better... I don't know. I think the premise of this is, is halfway decent, but I think the execution was just very typical. It's It's a... You know, we've believed one thing for our entire lives, and now our entire world has been turned upside down, and I've seen that movie hundreds of times. So if there's something more unique that they can do with this world and these characters, maybe. Um, the ending does kind of give you a, an option of, of finding a more interesting story, in my opinion, but I don't know if that's what they'll do. So, Smallfoot. Thumb sideways. Small foot. Cool. Uh, so that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to it. Really appreciate that. And uh, now I will hand it over to the outro, courtesy of Meg Berquist. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to listen to more episodes, you can find this podcast at circleoffilm.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. If you'd like to follow Ryan on Twitter, you can find him at Circle of Film. Or contact him through email at circleoffilm at gmail.com. You can also support the show at patreon.com slash circleoffilm for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you again for listening, and have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fails.